Hello, my conscious soul. This is Jay Wynn. Welcome to the Conscious Chess Podcast, where we bring inspiring individuals living purposeful lives in the hope of inspiring you to be your best authentic self. This is episode number 18 with Tashina Lewis. Tashina is a soul path coach and the creator of the soul path blueprint. She helps people discover the direction their soul is leading them in by uncovering foundational details about the life they were born to live and helping them get crystal clear on what they really want. You can reach Tashina via Instagram at tashina.lewis or go to www.tashanalouise.com. In this episode, we discuss the steps to take in finding our soul purpose and how to tap into our intuition and trust a voice within. Here's my interview with Tashina. Thank you for being on the show, Tashina. So normally I would start off with your personal history, who you are, where you grew up, and what were your early years were like. All right. Well, thank you for having me on, first of all. Um... So personal history, I'm going to try to keep it in line with what I do for work um, Mm, as a soul path reader and, and all that. Otherwise there's a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So I, I, (laughs) I'm in the U S I'm in Minnesota and I grew up in the suburbs of our metropolitan area, St. Paul, Minneapolis area. And I have, um, yeah, I think I I've had a really interesting past because I, I grew up in Minnesota but I'm half native American. My dad is from New Mexico. And so I'm also part of the Zuni tribe in New Mexico. And so I kind of grew up between both worlds. Uh Most I'm, I'm here in Minnesota, but my, with my family being in Zuni, New Mexico, I've kind of been back and forth. And so I kind of have a little bit of a different perspective of what life is like growing up in the Midwest as, especially as a biracial woman. So, mm-hmm. um, I think that really shaped the way that I do my work and the way that I view people because, mm-hmm. um, in, especially I grew up outside of the Zuni religion and the, the Zuni culture, but there was always this understanding that life is a continuation and that there's mm-hmm. these ancestral energies that come with us and, and help to support us. And that, we are energetic beings. And so there's all these like external entities that are kind of Mm -hmm. helping us to live and support our lives. And Mm -hmm. so there's always just been this innate feeling in me that that was there for me, Mm -hmm. even though I didn't have a religion and I didn't, I didn't grow up with any like, um, specific religious or spiritual views. And Uh so it wasn't I got into like my teenage years that I really started to explore what, what my spiritual views were. And I started Mm -hmm. to kind of move a little bit toward tarot card readings and palmistry and just looking into astrology and numerology. And they really just woke me up to this entire like other mystical part of life that I was really, I think at that time needing, because when you're like 13, 14 years old, Uh life is kind of awkward. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You're sort of trying to figure yourself out. You're like trying to figure out your self identity. And those tools really helped me to accept myself Mm -hmm. because when I would start to see like, Oh, this is the way that I am. Numerology tells me this is part of my personality. Uh Astrology says part of my path. You know, I was constantly looking up horoscopes Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like it was a, I felt like I was being supported and guided by something bigger than myself, even mm-hmm. though I didn't really 
know what all of that was, what it looked like yet. And then somewhere in my late teens and early twenties, I just let all of that go. I got swept up in the status quo. Yeah. I was, you know, trying to figure out what, what am I supposed to be doing with my mm-hmm. life as far as a career and, you know, buying a house with an ex-boyfriend and kind of trying to live up to all of those like early, you know, adult years of like what life should be like. Yeah. And, and so it kind of, yeah, I got swept up in that for quite a while. And then Mm -hmm. when I hit 30 years old, I just had a breakdown. I I mean, I had already had like anxiety and depression kind of just, I think because there was like so much pressure. Pressure that you put on yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah. The pressure to, to live up to the status quo. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the status quo looks like in your country, but mm-hmm. the way that it here is like, you know, by this age, you get, get of course. married and by this yeah. age, you do this. And this, <laughs> so yeah, because it's like, it's like, it's like this set of, it's like this set of um, state of crew or this set of like expectations that you put on yourself and also put on you by the society so like by 30 you should be married already by 35 you should have a kid already or you should have a mortgage or a house you should be Mm -hmm. with um you know you should be with someone by 30 and it should be a long term or like all these expectations that society put on you and on yourself as well and yeah yeah and, and the interesting thing was that I didn't grow up with parents that ever made me feel like I wow, needed to follow really? that. Even. So yeah. yeah, my, both of my parents are artists. So they, oh. and, and the thing is that it just, it was the pressure that I put on myself. And then it was also the expectation of external, you know, my, my community, just my friends and fam, like my, mm-hmm. my other family members, maybe that had expectations for me. And, um, and the thing was that it just, it got to the point where I, I, I just felt like, who am I? Like, I just mm. felt so lost. And I think like so many people do, I don't know if of you guys course. have the same, the quarter life of, crisis. Oh yeah. Know, quarter life crisis. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I went through crisis on my own as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, like, I mean, you know, so, it's yeah, we're still trying to, yeah, well, I'm still trying to find like, you know, I think it's an ongoing journey anyway, just trying to find who you really yes. are or what you're put on this earth for. And it's like, yes. you, know, you go through these things and you thought that, oh, I thought this is it. And then since, as soon as you found clarity, then there's another thing hits you again. And you're like, wow, I thought I've done some work and there's more work to do and more searching to do. It's just how it is, I guess. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And I know your listeners are not going to see me nodding my head emphatically here, but (laughs) everything that you're saying, it's like this. If I learned anything in life up to this point, I'm 38 years old now. And it's like, I look back and I realize that everything is a continuation. I mean, Mm -hmm. we are energetic beings who are on this constant path of growth and evolution and um, overcoming challenges and Mm -hmm. rising to the occasion and achievement, but then failure. And it's just this constant cycle of learning and growing. And I think for me, um, the sacred spiral in geometry is probably the best representation of what life is. You know, it's like you're, you start at this bottom point and then you're just kind of spiraling your way up. And even though it feels 
feels like, am I ever going to get there? Am I ever going <gasps> to oh reach God, that, yeah. that pinnacle? Mm-hmm. You're, you're still, you have to remember that you're still moving up that spiral mm-hmm. and within a lifetime, we might not even achieve everything that our soul comes here for. But to me, it just feels like if we can keep our eye on the prize that we're always growing and that we're all, we're here to reach a fuller potential, whether it's in our own human selves or as we, you know, pass over and our energy continues into another lifetime, mm-hmm. um, we're continuing that journey. We're continuing that evolution and that, mm-hmm. that spiral of growth as a soul, as something yeah. bigger than this body. So, um, so yeah, I mean, when I hit 30, it was just a really, it was a, it was the awakening that I needed. And it's interesting because just recently I, you know, I kept saying, this is my spiritual awakening that happened when I hit 30. And it was like, I realized that the status quo was not the way that I wanted to live my life. Mm -hmm. That obviously I was, you know, I thought I was living my purpose. I was, Mm. I was 10 years or so into a hairstyling career. I thought career was purpose. I thought, you know, once you know what your career is, then you just do that for the rest of your life. And you've, and you, you're living your purpose, like everybody told me. But the thing was, even a couple of years into that career, I didn't, I felt unsatisfied with it. And I felt fulfilled. like, is this all? Mm. Yes. And it was like, it was frustrating to me because I had put so much time and effort into it. And I think I also was really good at it. So I just mm-hmm. felt like, well, you know, I, sh- how, why am I not feeling as fulfilled by this? And And then I started looking around the other parts of my life, thinking the same thing, like, why am I not fulfilled by this? And it was really hard for me because I was living that status quo dream. I I had all of the things that I wanted. And especially as I started to kind of wake up to the spiritual teachings of like Abraham Hicks Uh and Dr. Wayne Dyer was my, probably my favorite. And he was kind of my gateway mentor Mm. into the spiritual world of recognizing that we are something bigger, that we're on a, this, um, we have all of these universal laws that we can tap into, mm-hmm. and, you know, like law of attraction and law of vibration and all that kind of thing. Once I started opening up to all of that, I, it was like that light bulb went off in my mind of oh, like, wow, oh, yeah. I'm the creator of my life. If this isn't fulfilling to me, then it's up to me. And mm-hmm. it, it's my, it's my responsibility to change my life. Yeah. And not only that, but I have all of this creative power to change my life. Mm-hmm. I can tap into the intention. I can um, tap into gratitude and the law of attraction and law of vibration and manifestation and all of that stuff. So I got really into that. And I would say to a point where I actually got almost too, um, I leaned on it so much that I think I pushed myself too hard into like wow. goal setting and manifestation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever met anybody else who does that. Who does a like goal setting, but in manifestation. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like when you want to, when you want to manifest a better life, I think it's like you get so wrapped up in all of that, you know, gratitude and higher vibe living Mm -hmm. that what it ended up doing for me personally was it, it made me not accept parts of myself, the, the lower vibration parts of myself, like the the parts of my personality and all Mm -hmm. the things that people would call shadow work, shadow work. Yeah. Yeah. 
it made me feel like those parts of me were something I had to kind of sweep under the rug mm. because I had to live this high five life so that I could manifest mm-hmm. this better life than I wanted to feel. And so then I, within that spiritual awakening, I broke down again because it was like, wow, now yeah. I had this feeling of like, I'm rejecting these, these parts of myself. You're not accepting all parts of you. Exactly. There was like, I, I could feel that there was like this wholeness that needed to happen. Like I had to recognize all parts of myself in order to truly manifest the life that not only did I want, but the life that I needed. And part of that work was to be able to dive in deeper into, again, what people would call shadow work or the the parts of us that we think are unlovable or that we feel like we have to reject in order to manifest this better life. Mm. And, And so within that, again, what I called my spiritual awakening, I recognize now was more of me awakening to myself, mm-hmm. me awakening to a deeper connection with myself and my soul. Mm-hmm. And then that's what really set me on this path of understanding what is my soul? Mm-hmm. What did I come here for? Cause it's not, I know that, uh, especially because I was trained in, in law of attraction and vibration mm-hmm. and manifestation came to a point where it was like, well, we're not only here to enjoy life. We're uh-huh. not only here to, for the positive stuff. We're also here for the negativity. We're saw, also yeah. here for the growth that comes from challenge. And so I wanted to dive into all of that within myself and, and to figure out like, what, is, what am I here? What are the challenges I'm here to face? Yeah. What are the challenges I grow through as a soul? Because that's all part of my journey too. Uh-huh. So that's when I came up with the concept of a soul path, uh-huh. a soul path blueprint. Yeah. So what what is the what is the soul path blueprint? Yeah. So it's kind of an evolving concept for me. Um, at this point, what it what it has become is an understanding that as an evolutionary soul, as as a as a continuing energy um, who comes into this lifetime as this person, like mm-hmm. you, your soul is coming in as you, and it mm-hmm. has chosen you. It has chosen all of your characteristics, all uh-huh. of the qualities of who you are as a being. It has chosen a path of purpose. Um, everything that's in you innately is what your soul chose. But the thing is that we, we come in with all of these characteristics and qualities from past lives that we've accumulated and we are on this path of either growing away from some of those qualities uh-huh. and characteristics. And also there are some qualities and characteristics that we're meant to grow into. Mm-hmm. And these are things that, like you were saying, you never feel fully realized. You know, it's like, you're yeah, always wondering fine. like, who am I? And yeah. so I like to say, well, who am I now? Who am I yeah. today? Yeah. And so that way you don't put that pressure on yourself that you have to have it all figured out all at once, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, <clears throat> again, it's not like you find the job and that's the perfect job that you're supposed to do for the next 40 years. Yeah. Or, or you decide today you break up with your, your boyfriend and you're like, okay, that's it. I'm going to do, I'm going to do this for me. And this is what my life's going to look like now. It's like, we know that when we make shifts and changes in our life, they're not permanent. They're not mm-hmm. meant to be. Um, so it's this idea a soul path is this idea that we're on this continuing journey of evolution and growth. Mm. 
like it's nothing easy. is permanent and nothing is permanent but yeah, yeah. there is understanding yeah, in yeah. numerology and astrology that you do have a destiny that mm-hmm. you're going into yeah um it's not it's not fully predetermined like it's not saying that oh you're supposed to become this mm-hmm. thing and if you don't you failed mm-hmm. but there's this understanding that you are growing away from your south node in astrology and you're moving toward your north mm-hmm. north node with destiny. Mm-hmm. And there's this pathway in between. And that's what I, the soul path blueprint is the concept yeah. that I came up with. What qualities am I supposed to grow out of? And what am I supposed to mature into? How do I get there? Mm-hmm. So I came up with this, with this, um, this idea of the soul path blueprint, which combines numerology, astrology, um, nine star key, which is, um, Eastern astrology and cards of life. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, so it's, it's a little bit evolving, but it's, it's this, um, it's a way for me to organize all of the information that was between all of these different modalities mm-hmm. and put them in one place and then help, you know, to be able to help create that, that blueprint of how do I get from here to there? Yeah. Amazing. Um, so do you, believe that I mean I know like as since you're a soul path reader and stuff so you believe the fact that we all have our own unique soul path absolutely yeah because we all I mean we're we're unique individuals we're unique mm-hmm. beings we all come in with all of these we're so multifaceted and so we're complicated but we're simple at the same time you know, humans want love. We want to feel whole, worthy, significant. We want to feel safe and supported. There's, mm-hmm. there's some very basic human needs there, but mm-hmm. how all of those things are met and how we fulfill ourselves in those ways are it's, it, it's different for every single person. Mm. And so that's to me, you know, when I look at somebody's soul path blueprint, it's like mm-hmm. very easy to point out who they are, why they are the way they are, how they operate in this world, mm. what they need for themselves in order to feel whole, mm-hmm. how they can take care and nurture themselves. Um, and then obviously then the path of purpose and, and uh-huh. where are they headed and how their natural gifts, what kind of energies do they need to balance either emotionally or mentally? All of that is written in our soul path. Wow. So once you have the soul path, then it makes it easier for you to channel or tap into um, or just follow your path. So that way you're actually doing things that are in alignment with what you're put on this earth for. Exactly. And since we're talking about, you know, listening to our own intuition and voice, like how how can we tap into our intuition and trust the voice within, you know, how there are times that you're feeling like, is that my insecurity speaking? Or like, you don't really trust yourself. You're like, Oh, I I'm not too sure, but, but this is how I'm feeling inside. But then it's like, Oh, is it because of my past experiences is my insecurity? How do you, how do we differentiate mm-hmm. between the intuition and the insecurity? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, the way that I look at it is that it is hard to define whether this is your ego or your intuition mm. speaking. I know mm-hmm. that a lot of other coaches out there will talk about your higher self. And if 
it's out of love, then it's something that you should follow. If it's fear, then it's your ego. I mean, that could be one way of looking at it. Um, Mm -hmm. The way that I try to teach my coaching clients how Mm -hmm. to tap in and actually any kind of reading that I do, um, I always include inner reflection questions. I always want people to ask themselves, why am I feeling this way? Why Mm -hmm. do I want this thing? why, you know, why is at the center of everything? And, and it's like, if you can understand yourself on that deeper level of why you're feeling or thinking or behaving any kind of way, or why you want something, it's a lot easier to start to recognize, Mm. um, where that, where that's coming from. Are you Mm. coming from the ego or intuition? Mm. Um, so I think for me, personally, journaling has been one of my favorite ways of staying in connection with that part of myself. Uh Um, I'm a huge believer that, you know, intuition is not something that just appears one day. It's not some, it's something you have to work at. Mm. And to me, being able to follow your inner guidance gets so much easier when you know yourself, when you understand your, who you are, when you understand your personality, when you understand how you operate as a person and what you need, what you want, Mm -hmm. what you desire at your deepest levels and what drives you um, and getting in touch with that part of yourself on a deeper level and being able to be introspective Mm -hmm. and go inward anytime you're having, you know, major doubts or you're wondering what direction you should go in in life, just being able to question yourself and kind of pick apart until you get to a place where that, that clarity can come through, Mm. I think is that's, that's my method anyway. Yeah. Some people, some people are less logical. Uh (laughs) I know that as a, as a soul coach, you would expect that I would say maybe something that's a little bit more, you know, just sit and meditate Mm. and the answers will come through to you. Well, that doesn't happen for me. I have to dive in deeper. So I, I, I think that some people who maybe need to hear this message are, you know, they're going to be like, oh, I, so I can sit with my journal and ask more questions. And Mm -hmm. and that's how inner guidance will come up. It's not going to be like clouds parting, a big booming voice coming down from the sky. That's what we thought. That's what we thought that when you, when you like, when you find clarity and then you think that, oh, okay. So once you start meditating all the answer will be revealed in that, but it really doesn't work like that. You know, it's just not going to be like, like, you know, this clear sign and like, this is it, this is, it's just, it just doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I don't want to say that it can't Mm -hmm. because I've certainly had those moments where all of, you know, even in my most doubtful moments, even Mm -hmm. in my most negative moments, I've had a moment of clarity come in Mm. and speak to me Yeah, or that inner voice would just say, stop doing that. Yeah, You know, it's like, and you don't know, I, I don't know how to define that. If that's your conscience, if that's your, um, if it's the higher self, it's your mm-hmm. intuition. I mean, I think that for each person, they, they know what that voice is. They yeah. know, you know, it's like, you know, when you're going against yourself, you just maybe haven't been brave enough to listen to it and actually do what it's telling you to do. Mm. But the more you can follow through on those messages the more you're going to believe that that's your intuition leading you in, in the direction you are meant to be going instead Mm. of, you know, listening to the outside world or listening to that ego saying, Oh, I shouldn't do this or that because this person's going to be mad at me or what are they going to think? 
or Mm -hmm. this isn't who I normally am. And so like, yeah, I think you have to really kind of pick that apart and look at who am I now and who do I want to be? And I think, you know, even, even if you have to fake intuition, that's what half of my journaling is, is pretending like my intuition is coming through and sitting with a really hard moment and writing out, you know, what do I think and feel about this? But if my higher self were here yeah. right now, sitting across the table from me, what would my higher self say to me? Okay. What would my soul say to me? Amazing. You know, I think that's yeah. a really interesting like way to tap into your intuition without having to feel intuitive. Uh-huh. And also, what what are the steps to take in finding our soul purpose? Well, I wish that I could give you a good <laughs> answer on that. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I know that um, I look at soul purpose as something maybe a little bit different mm-hmm. than other other readers or coaches do. I am not somebody who thinks of passion as purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm not somebody who thinks of career as purpose. Okay, um, yeah. I re- I recently reached out and and had asked some of my followers, "What do you guys think purpose is?" Mm-hmm. And I was really surprised that a lot of them said the same thing. Um, they were saying purpose is who you are. It's who you're being in this world and in this life. Um, and it really, that's, that's exactly how I feel about it is that purpose, sole purpose is it's not a mission that you come here to do. And it's, it's who you came here to be. Mm. So if I were going to tell somebody, you know, how, how to, figure out what their sole purpose is. And they didn't have me as a reader to tell them mm-hmm. what that looks like. Uh-huh. You know, if they didn't have astrology or numerology, I would say, pay attention to the things that really, that you're really driven by. Like mm-hmm. for me, I'm really driven by this idea that I want to know what makes us pick. I mm-hmm. want to know, I want to pick apart, you know, what makes you think that way? What makes you feel that way? Looking into the, into your past and kind of dissecting things and I'm really into, I love psychology and I Mm -hmm. love metaphysics and I love, you know, all this spiritual stuff. And when I look back over my 38 years, it's like, there are so many times in my life where that was the most prominent thing. Uh So I would say for people who want to look, if you want to understand your soul purpose, look at the things that have really mattered to you over your life. That you're drawn to as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're drawn to them because they matter to you. Mm -hmm. So I would say start, start, you know, keep keeping a list, maybe keeping track of what those things look like. Um, because the truth is that, you know, even though I know that my part of my purpose is to be a teacher, a spiritual teacher, spiritual mm-hmm. guide, um, the way that that's going to show up for me in this lifetime is going to keep evolving, mm-hmm. you know, like who I am now, the way that I coach, the way that I, that I create soul path blueprints, that's all going to evolve. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't want people to get so attached to a, a label or a title for it. Because if you do that, you're going to be kind of you put yourself in a box and you're not going to allow yourself to be able to grow and evolve the way that your soul wants you to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I would say like, I, I was a hairstylist for 16 years. And if mm-hmm. I believed that that was my sole purpose, and then once I started not feeling fulfilled by that, yeah. that would have felt to me. Mm-hmm. thinking, well, now I don't have a purpose in life, yeah. which is exactly what happens to a lot of people. Exactly, so I would yeah. say, pay attention to things that, like you said, are you're really drawn to the 
things that really matter to you and keep digging, keep asking yourself Mm -hmm. questions around those interests to see where else can I use that? Who, like, who do I want to become in the exploration of this, this interest or this passion? Mm -hmm. What do I think that that's going to give me or bring to my life? Mm -hmm. And if you can just kind of keep following, following that path, Mm -hmm. um, I think that you'll, you'll end up finding some really interesting things, even if you don't have a reader like me yeah, to help yeah. you to define those for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we wrap this up, I'd like to end it with uh, three questions. So the first one is um, share one truth about you that only you know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> one truth about me that only, well, at this point, Um, And I don't know if I can swear on here, but (laughs) you can, you can just be you. (laughs) Okay. Well, so recently I've just had this very like fuck it attitude change and Uh I'm I'm loving it. I've gotten to a point in my work and in, in my own voice where I, I'm starting to come out of my shell Mm -hmm. and I, I felt very much like I wasn't a spiritual coach because of the way that I talked because of my views on what spirituality looks like and what intuition is and manifestation, all of these things that I learned, Mm -hmm. which are part of the new age community, I'm starting to come out of my shell and say, Hey, it doesn't have to look that way anymore. It doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to spend, you know, time chasing these like shiny spiritual things if that doesn't work for you, you know, mm-hmm. like just be you just tap into the things that really matter to you. And so that's my, that's my biggest truth. And I'm so glad that you asked me to come on to your podcast because I'm Amazing. like, Oh, this is perfect. It must mean this is a sign that this is time for me to get my voice out there. And, and exactly. So there you go. And what does it mean to you to live a conscious lifestyle? Oh gosh. I think for me, the biggest thing is to be self-aware. A conscious lifestyle to me is about really digging in to that deeper connection with yourself Mm -hmm. and staying as self-aware as you can. Um, Again, going back to asking yourself those why questions, Mm -hmm. getting, digging into the deeper reasons why you want things to be a certain way, what your expectations are, what matters to you, why these things matter to Mm. you. Um, I think to me, your self-exploration and your self-discovery should never end. Um, Mm -hmm. And the more that you understand about yourself, the more conscious you are to creating the environment that you want, creating the life that you want, creating Uh connections with people that you want. And so it's just my belief that conscious living is really the the foundation of that is self-awareness amazing and what impact do you want to leave on this world (laughs) wow um well so as a as a brand with my my coaching and helping people understand their soul path Mm -hmm. I think I just if I can help more people to wake up to who they truly are which Mm -hmm. I think you know the spiritual community is really we're booming right now. Yeah, so it is. Actually, yeah, out here. <laughs> so I'm I'm on that. You know, I mm-hmm. love I love that I jumped on the bandwagon with this eight years ago, and mm-hmm. that I'm like here with all these amazing people, including you, who are mm-hmm. sharing that in the world. I think um, I think the impact that I, 
I want to make is just to open people's hearts and minds to who they truly are so that they can go out and whether or not they're making a bigger impact on the world or if it's just, just in their own personal relationships and amazing, you know, in their, in their little communities and their family and in their job. I think that's, if I can make somebody's life easier by helping them understand themselves and tapping into who they really are and showing up authentically, that's the impact that I want. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you for having me. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. So you're notified when a new episode is posted. Rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. Thanks so much for listening and I hope you're leaving feeling inspired to be your best authentic self.